Welcome back to this week's episode of Buckeye Blitz. As always, I am your host, Josh. <laughs> With everybody's favorite co-host, Dustin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We just have too much fun with the soundboard that we have. The soundboard is great. <laughs> but <laughs> it's another great weekend to be a Buckeye. Hell yeah, it is. As always, the, though. The, as always. The Buckeyes are 4-0. We have a big game coming up this week. The atmosphere around the campus is getting pretty excited for it. Mm-hmm. National media is getting pretty excited for it. We're getting pretty excited for it. The hype train is finally jumping on to OSU, even though we are, we're always a great team. We're always great. finally hyping us up a little bit more. It's great. Football weather is kind of coming into yeah, full swing. A little, a little bit. It's, it's still hot, but like... I can sit outside and enjoy the weather. It's like today was beautiful. Today was amazing, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be 90 all next week. Yeah. So <laughs> we got a little tease of it, uh, but yeah, it's been great. Um, we currently uh, have uh, auditions right now for a new uh, co-host because Josh didn't go to the game. He chose to sell his ticket. Let me defend myself. Okay. <laughs> what, what he's saying is true. He's not telling any lies here. <laughs> I did sell my ticket, but I think that you guys will agree with me because I sold my ticket because I knew they were going to win by 70. I knew it. Listen to this. Listen to the episode last week. I said it. I said Ohio State's going to win by 70. I was actually wrong because I said they were going to buy 70, but they won by 71. <laughs> the weather was awful. Was it not awful? It was very hit or miss. Yes. It was hot, a lot hotter than I was expecting to. And me, it was, it, 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 I'm thinking about it. It was hotter than it. Was, it was pretty bad. It was hot, and then it started raining. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than being at the a sporting rain was event. Like when everyone was already gone, pretty much though. But, but yeah, and me, being the savvy businessman that I am, knew that there's going to be a ton of people from Miami coming to the game because they're right down the road. And I sold my ticket, two tickets for sixty dollars, and I sat at the bar and watched the game <laughs> with virtually free drinks. Yeah. Actually, I left with more money than I came. Well, I left with more money than I would have left the Ohio State game with. That's true. I didn't drink $60 worth of beer. You're a richer man. I drank 50. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time, though. Chumley's is always a great atmosphere. They really do. They really do put on for the games. Too bad it's like forever away from my house. <laughs> yeah, it is very far away from my house. <laughs> But it is a great experience. Yeah. It was either that or Leo's, which isn't very much uh, closer. True. A few, uh, Both great. I agree, though. A few feet closer to your house. We're actually watching the Packers-Eagles game right now, Thursday Night Football. It is currently 8.54 p.m. Shout out uh, Malcolm Jenkins, OSU guy. Yeah. The only OSU guy I can think of right now in this game. Uh, Packers offensive lineman. Can't think of his name. I think you're right, but I can't think of his name. That was like my first guess, but I didn't want to say it because I didn't remember who it was. Yeah, but starts with a B. But um, yeah, so we're out here grinding as always in our new studio again. Um, they had what well, we originally were going to record a little bit earlier, but they had some random band come in. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, they were playing live music. Uh, so if you guys hear us any live music in the background, know that it's definitely not us. I think they're done now, but yeah, maybe. Maybe. So. This week's Getting little, into the game. Yeah, so this week uh, the game wasn't great because uh, it was great for us, but as a t- 
talking point, it wasn't a great game. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I know that like, so we could do whatever you want. Game, um, but I, I have I have a few things to talk about. So I went to this game. Um, uh, my girlfriend came again. Uh, she didn't. Uh, it was just like a nice cheap game, and like my sister wasn't going, so she we just got her ticket. So it was nice and easy. Um, Shout out, Lily. We both had a great. What Lily do this weekend? She went to a concert and then had like a clam bake with her uh, that, for her boyfriend's family. You love that kid. <laughs> um, I do, and uh, so um, we she she's been wanting a jersey uh, for a while now, and so we like kind of spent the whole morning finding like the perfect jersey because she didn't want one, but we, that was like all they were selling right now. And we one's kind of lame. I'm not gonna lie. It is, and. But like it was all they really had. Like there was like eighteen, but there was like nothing in like the, they do the year, all, like, yeah. Three X and everything. There wasn't a nineteen. No, it was weird. I thought they like so that was like what I was. I always thought it was like okay, they do like the the year the year. So that's why I thought when I bought my jersey in sixteen, that's why I thought I didn't think it was because of JT. I had but mine in fifteen. And yours, yours fifteen. And I thought it was. Because of Zeke. But then I realized that it's oh, the okay, year gotcha. after I bought that. Yeah, but then they didn't have any 19, and they had, like, mainly one everywhere you went. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe it is the quarterback. But then, like, they had They're 17 They're not supposed 18. to do that, like, yeah. When, who's 17 and 18? Alave, but Alave, like, people bought 17 before Alave was even right. here. So it's I like, hated the 17 ones. Yeah, that's kind of lame. They were just ugly. But, like, even 16 is great when Speaking you had JT. But now that JT's gone, there's, like, no 16 that's notable. But I can't even think of a number 16 off the top of my head. Or Chud? 17 besides Olave. Is Chud 16? I don't even know. No. He's I don't even four. pay. He's four. Mm-hmm. And then same with 18. Who's 18? No, I have no idea. Either. What's the best quarterback numbers? Give me your top three quarterback numbers. 12. 12 is a great quarterback number. 18. I don't love 18. Pin Manning was 18. So yeah, great. that's fair. One. One's lame. My three favorite quarterback numbers are two, nine, and probably 19 after that. But I do love 12 as well. I think 12 is like literally the perfect quarterback number. It's just it's not my. I mean, we have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both number 12. And Andrew Luck. Yeah. And it just looks good. Mm. It just looks good. I I like 19. Because when I played quarterback in middle school, I was 19, but also uh, Bernie Kosar. Yeah, true, true. Nine because of Drew Brees. And two because of, you're going to make fun of me, but my favorite college quarterback ever was Johnny Manziel. So, <laughs> number two. Who? What number is Carson Wentz? He's like 10 or 7. He's 11. 11. Yeah, that's a weird number. Oh, who's that? Your tight end, not even Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Hurdled some guy. Uh, but, anyways, um, She's super happy. She got the jersey, and it was it was awesome finally getting that and everything. Uh, left the game right before it started raining, so, but like I le- I didn't leave the stadium. I kind of just went under the cover because I really did not want to be there. And then that was like the one thing is I get wet. Like oh, like, you didn't want to be there. I didn't want to get wet at a game <laughs> like that because it wasn't worth getting wet at a right. game like that. So I waited underneath by like the exit, and I never like and I didn't leave until it stopped raining, and which actually wasn't even like shortly after the game. So like. I never even got wet. It was kind of perfect. Everyone's like, man, I got out of here because of the rain. Well, I didn't get wet, so it's not true, actually. But um, it was actually an awesome game. Um, I didn't expect much for this game, honestly. Um, I was really upset about the weather. Um, I knew it was going to be a blowout and everything. But I was still like, okay, I want to go this game because why not? 
Um, and it honestly ended up being great. Like I saw some of the uh, best plays I've ever seen. Uh, Garrett Wilson catch the best catch I've ever seen live uh, in person, and it was literally like 20 feet in front of me. It right. was awesome. If that. Um, and it was just like such a great game. Like there were so many awesome plays. I didn't like. There was no point where I wasn't excited, or I, I was never bored either. Either like it was awesome. Yeah. Um. I mean, like that. I feel like people underrate uh, blowouts big time, especially in a game where there were awesome plays. It wasn't like we were just blowing out because we were like having really long series every time. Like we blew them out because we had like some crazy awesome plays, which made it a lot of fun. Explosive. Yeah. Exactly. Want to hear some karma? Sure. <laughs> so I didn't go to the game because I didn't want to get wet and I didn't want to, you know. Sp- Bake in the sun. I guess I did get wet from sweat. Okay. We'll count that. We'll count it. We'll count it. (laughs) But after the game, my girlfriend made me go with her to Target (laughs) to go grab, of all things, peanuts. (laughs) No, no, no. All the way to Target. No, no, no. Not not peanuts that you would think of. Literally the ones you get at like games with the shell on them. (laughs) So we had to go to Target to get these peanuts, right? Baseball ones. And it started pouring when we were there. (laughs) And I was absolutely drenched. I was absolutely drenched. Sounds I didn't even right. go to the game. So that's karma, I think. So <laughs> you win. Fair enough. Uh, and I just have like a little like soapbox thing real quick about this game, right? So uh, as you should know, it started off kind of rough. We were down 5-0. Shot at Miami, blew a 5-0 lead. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But people were literally all around me like – I think, like, a lot of the people around me aren't huge, like, football fans as in, like, they don't know a whole lot about football. They're just kind of there for the experience, which yeah, is sometimes fine. the worst part about, like, the games. And, like, that's why sometimes... But it's absolutely fine. It, it's probably fine. Like, people get excited when there's good things, so I'm happy with it. And I'm fine. But for some reason, I noticed at hardcore this game how annoying fans can be when they don't know what's going on or they think that they know everything that's going on. And, yeah. they, like, every play was... Why didn't we gain more yards or every five right. seconds? There was something they had to complain about. And I was like, literally, we're playing Miami, Ohio. Can you please calm down and just watch the game? Like, we're going to win by a bunch. Like, and what so happened? This is we Wendy's. won by 71. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so annoying. Like, um, I just wanted to, like, that's like one of those games where I sat there. I was like, it would be so much more fun if I just had a city, been sitting at home and I didn't have to list any, listen to anyone. Look but who's, look who's turning out to be the it right was so one. So much more fun. Than at, like if I was at home, but the fans annoy me, and like I yeah. just had to point that out because a lot of people say like how football is one of those sports where it tends to be better at home, like where baseball and basketball like you love watching live sports. and everything, but football like football was made for TV. It was, and like but college football like it's definitely I think better. I, I prefer to watch a co- like OSU play at. Uh, at the game than on TV, but still Agreed. people can be annoying sometimes. And I think it just was one of those games where I was around bad people. If I wasn't, I would have been fine, but I was just like, please stop. Like sleep talk. Like don't boo Ohio state. When we are literally didn't gain five, we gained two yards or something like that. Like calm down. Sir, so this is Wendy's <laughs> anyways. It's a pointless rant. It means nothing. It's all right. I love OSU fans. Shout out OSU fans. And I love to go into the game. Yeah, so speaking of the 5 nothing lead, I actually heard something the other day, and I have a positive spin zone for you, okay? So I was listening to – this is one of my favorite – this is one of my favorite game moments, uh, being down 5 nothing to Miami, Ohio. The reason I say that is from a gambler's perspective, if you look at the money line 
for an Ohio State game, it's like almost a thousand, you know, especially yeah. against Miami, you know, mm. meaning you have to bet a thousand dollars to win 100. Yeah. And who would in their right minds do that? I mean, it, you're going to get your money, but like, it's almost too big of a risk for that slight chance, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, with Ohio State, you're almost guaranteed that you're going to win that bet. Mm-hmm. But when they go down five nothing, the in in game line shrunk. Yeah. So instead, I don't know what it was at. So say it was a thousand. So Ohio State coming coming into the game with a plus one thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Or or minus, minus one thousand. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You have to bet a thousand dollars to win a hundred. After Ohio State goes down five nothing, say it shrinks to seven fifty, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a gambler and you know you're going to bet on the game, but you're like, that one, that one, that 1,000 was too big for me, that 750 is a discount for you, you know? Yeah. Because there's no doubt in your mind that Ohio State's going to win that game being down 5 nothing, right? Mm. But, the, but the money line shrunk. True. It's kind of interesting, you know? Mm. I was listening to it from a gambler's perspective, and they were like, they're an Ohio State fan. They're an Ohio State fan, but they're also a degenerate gambler. And they said they're, they're, the best thing about that game was Ohio State going down 5 nothing. <laughs> it's better it's better odds for your money, you know? That's true. So that's pretty interesting. Um yeah, I mean it was it was like a weird start because I think everyone like kind of freaked out by it, but at the same time it was like we nothing happened to like really be worried about because it wasn't like Miami did anything well to get us in that situation. Like they had like a decent first drive to get them that field goal, right? Like that was that wasn't bad. Yeah. Like it wasn't like they did anything spectacular. They just had some nice plays, nice play calling. J.K. Dobbins Not a missed. Big deal. It. And then randomly, uh, we had that safety, and that obviously wasn't great. But it's not like oh, Miami was so good they caused us to have the safety. You know, like it was just when you're down at our own two line yard line. Like it's not. It's not a great situation. J.K. misses block. Yeah, exactly. So there, it's nothing to worry about. And I don't think anyone's worried about it anyways. But still, no. Um, I don't think anybody was worried about it at the time. Exactly. And if you want to say, like, oh, Fields messed up in that situation or JK or whatever, who cares? Because they went freaking off. Devontae Adams already has 107 receiving yards. Yeah, I saw that. Six catches, yeah. And it's only the second quarter. <laughs> That's crazy. Shout but, out him. Yeah, sh- absolutely shout out to him. <laughs> and maybe a touchdown. Oh, oh. so close. <laughs> um, But uh, Fields didn't even play in the second half. Had six touchdowns in the second quarter. Just a, a monster in that game. Is, isn't he the third person in college football history to ever do that? Yeah. And, and uh, six, tu- six touchdowns in that second quarter was like the first time in over 20 years that that's even happened. <laughs> that, that's, that's, inc- that's incredible. That's just absurd. Um, so it, it was awesome to watch that. Like his two rushing touchdowns, he's already got, what, what, He's got now? six. Six now? He's okay. got 19 total touchdowns, 13 yeah. passing, six You're rushing. over halfway there to your prediction of getting double digits. <laughs> and Devontae Adams touchdown. No, he dropped it, didn't he? No, he caught it. Oh, he dropped it. Oh, flag. <laughs> flag on the play. Oh. <laughs> uh, but it was just amazing to watch that. Um, and it wasn't like, like he had the two rushing touchdowns, but – he had a bunch of passing touchdowns too. And the best part about it too was that it was like all over the game. Like he wasn't like he just like one guy went off. Like we like that's like the thing about our season two is like we haven't had like one guy to just go off and like even our receiving team, like 
like the most like the leading receiver has like 200 receiving yards and it's Benjamin Victor. Yeah, Ben you Victor. You don't even know about like you would think you would never guess Olave, but it's not. You know, you would never guess him over anybody else or anybody exactly. else over him. It's just been like everyone's been having a quiet good year. Like Olave had two touchdowns. Victor had one. Hill had one. Um, Garrett Wilson had one. J.K. Dobbins had a rushing touchdown, and then like three other running backs had a rushing touchdown. But it's just those were all just when. Uh, Fields was in, and then Fields himself had two rushing touchdowns. Like it's, we we just demolished them. Like it, not that I expected anything different, but we just absolutely demolished. I them. feel like we're watching history, you know, in the making mm-hmm. with Justin Fields because he has to be on pace to beat Dwayne Haskins' record. He has to be right. Might be. I think they he were both at thirteen passing touchdowns. Oh, he has nineteen total touchdowns. Was the most in the in college football right now. Uh. Tied, tied for third for most. The, the leader has 20, so he's only one behind. Uh, but still, it's insane. What did Kyler have last year? 55? 56? Maybe. I think he had 56. Mm-hmm. It, might, it might not be too far out of realm to say that he's going to possibly break that. I mean, if it would just depend on how we do, like how we we got to play well against big because yeah. that's when it's gonna matter because that's when he'll have the passing touchdowns, you know that I mean even rushing touchdowns because he might have those just in the goal line and everything which is have has been most of his touchdowns anyways, but I mean it's 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 un, unbelievable how well he's doing and he's already a Heisman candidate. Yeah, so. Uh, as amazing as Fields was, still my favorite part about this game was just our defensive dominance. I mean, we've been dominant the entire season, but watching Chase Young go into that game and not expecting much from him, only playing the first half just like Fields did, and he had two sacks in that game. <laughs> and I think both of them were strip sacks. I know one for sure. As far as I can remember, I thought like both of them, they ended up fumbling the ball. It, it was He just was a man amongst boys in that game what is his uh tally up to this year he had nine and a half sacks last year currently seven sacks already wow my pulled prediction before the season started of 11 and a half seems like he's get it like halfway through the season <laughs> that is so it's crazy insane. isn't yeah. it you know who the all-time sack leader is for ohio state all-time sack i do not you want to give me a guess real quick you know who it is you know of this person you know of this person? Yeah, it's not like some random no, name that before we were born. No, you 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 actually know who he is. Is it AJ Hawk? It is not. Do you want me to tell you, yeah. or do you want me to give you a hint? Sure, you can give me a hint. <laughs> okay. Um, he used to coach at Ohio State. Used to coach at Ohio State. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you how long ago or how recent. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, all-time yeah. leading sack leader. I didn't think about it for a second. I was only thinking of head coaches. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. You, you, he's just, uh, he's just that dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, him and his mustache. Figured you'd like that little. Because I was looking it up the other day. See, because Chase Young, I think right now is tied for eighth all-time, Jeez, ninth all-time. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I'm like, one half of it may it makes sense because one half of it doesn't make sense. One half of it does. Half of it doesn't. It's like Ohio State's had. A million great players come through here. Yeah. And Chase Young's really only in his second year as a starter. A year and a half as a starter. Mm. Not even. But in the other half, Ohio State said... hit a little bit last year. Yeah. Until Nick Bosa was out. Yeah, and then we're only four games in this year. Exactly. But uh, the other half of it makes sense because they have so many great players, a lot of them leave early. Yeah. But yeah, Mike Vrabel. The craziest thing about Chase Young's season right now, though, is that he's doing it without 
uh, Jonathan Cooper on the opposite side of him. Because right. obviously having someone on the opposite side helps a big time. Absolutely. And then last week he was without Tyreek Smith, the guy that was starting in place of Jonathan Cooper. And he was without Robert Landers, un- like our defensive tackle that's been starting for two years now. Like he was without a bunch of guys and it right. did not matter. Like he just watching him nonstop. I just look at him and I'm like, it's, I don't think I could even get a hand on him because he's so quick, <laughs> and I also don't think I could do anything to stop him because he's so big and strong. Like do you think, and I'm not saying I'm good. Like I'm just <laughs> saying in general in life at anything, I don't like he's just the predator. As they it's call crazy because he's literally always the biggest guy on the field. He is. It's weird. Mm. You can look at their left tackle and he's like much bigger, <laughs> yeah. or their right tackle. Mm. But yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like I said, we're kind of watching history. Um, unfold in front of us because of chase young, you yeah. know, Justin Fields, uh, KJ, uh, KJ Hill, you know, we got uh, KJ. Yeah. I mean, there's three guys that might break some crazy Ohio state records this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and uh, one of them, Justin Fields. I mean, in Dwayne Haskins, we literally watched it in person. Yeah, exactly. Ohio state's football had been around for hundred years. Roughly, as it for 150 years, right? The the sport has been around 150. Ohio State has been around as a competitive football program for 100 years. Yeah, and the year that we go here, uh, Dwayne Haskin breaks the Big Ten and Ohio State records. That's pretty cool, you know. I mean, undoubtedly, they'll probably get broken again sometime in the future, but. Mm. KJ Hill, right now, going to the season, he was like 47 away, I think it was. Right now, he is currently 33 away. He's 32 away, 33 to beat the record. He's like, hasn't been having like huge reception games, but he's still definitely on pace. He could have, uh, if he yeah. has one eight game, uh, eight reception game like he did in the past, he's right back up there again. I mean, I think yeah. like he easily will go off in a game that we just throw more, like a Penn State or a Michigan or Wisconsin game, like. There's still a lot of games to play. And then he also has the Big Ten Championship game to play. And, like, those count where a lot of players don't get those a lot of times. Do the bowl games count? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's career. It's career. It's not a exactly. regular season. So if he gets that, that'll be huge for him. Elshon Jeffrey I think he touchdown. has it in the bag, which I think we all thought in the, before the season even started. But at the same time, like, he's, with his, like, kind of reception slow start, he's been getting touchdowns, which is unusual for him. He's got, like, three or four touchdowns. Right, he's never now. a big touchdown guy. Yeah, so, like, I think either way, this is awesome for him. And I agree, we will be witnessing history with him. Uh, uh, so then Jeff Akuda, he took over two years ago. Uh, I mean, it technically didn't really play that year because it was in the bowl game that he played. Um, and then played all last season, started all games. His first career game was against USC and Sam Darnold. Exactly. Um, and then this and then this was, uh, this year, and he's supposed to be a first-round pick and everything, but the one knock against him was that he didn't have an interception. Well, he goes and he gets an interception. What in this I game. What, almost had two. Dropped the first one. He did drop the first uh, one. He almost. Had I texted two. you that. that. Crazy. Yeah. And no, that I was te- before I even got to the stadium. <laughs> he he dropped one against. Uh, he dropped one last week. He dropped one against um, Indiana. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm referring mm-hmm. to. He it literally hit him in the hands. But I think he dropped one this week too, didn't he? I can't remember. I think he did. And I so like that's what we said. Uh, my girlfriend, she got number one. She finally gets number one. Just feels has six touchdowns in the second quarter. <laughs> right. Akuda finally gets I forgot that pick. they're both number one. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a pretty good uh two guys to have uh be representing and everything, honestly. Yeah, uh, I think two is probably still better number to have because you have Chase Young and JK, arguably the two best players on our team. 
But Justin Fields, Jeff Akuda is a, a close second right there. Maybe even number one. If that's debatable. But yeah, I texted you as soon as he got that interception. Mm-hmm. Okuda. <laughs> what other numbers are good to have on this team? If you would have a jersey, ninety-nine, one and two, ninety-nine. No, ninety-seven. Sorry, my bad. Because of Bosa, but like, Bosa, like just to represent the players on this team right now. Oh, I mean, twenty-five. Sean Wade. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Brendan White. Wait, Sean, Sean Wade? Wade's twenty-four. Brendan White's twenty-five. Yeah. I would say that's pretty. Thirty-two is tough. Borland, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that right? Thirty-two. Thirty-three is Master Taj, Taj. Taj Mitchell. I know he doesn't play a lot, <laughs> and I wish this dude would, because I was on the Jeff Okuda hype train three years ago, mm. and I've been on the and the the Okuda or not the Okuda uh, Mitchell hype train for two years. Just our linebackers are so good right now, and he's number seven though. Yeah, and that's just a good number. That's well, a crazy number for well, a linebacker. Just look at the people uh, like that are two, bo- starters on both sides. Like number wise, you got uh, number one, number two, number five. You got because you got Baron Browning and Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Well, Gary Wilson's not really a starter, but he still plays a considerable amount. Right. Um, I mean, that's not like that's about it. That's all I can think of right now. Do you think that Ohio State feels pressured into playing Garrett Wilson so that he doesn't transfer? Yes and no. I think that when when you're a freshman, it's a lot different. I think, Justin Fields was a freshman, but I think the thing with the thing with Justin Fields is that you only there's only one spot you can play. Like a wide receiver, you can play seven wide receivers in one. A game lot of the time, there's three or four on the field at a time. Where when you have a quarterback, you're getting one, and they're playing every game most of the time, the entire game, unless you're getting the blowouts, which a Georgia team would. But he knew that he wasn't going to play till his third year. That's that's different. Where Gary Wilson's playing a considerable amount in in a decent playing time in his first year. And I think he knew going into the season he wasn't going to get that spot, you know, where he wasn't going to yeah. start. Where you have Victor leaving next year, KJ Hill um, and uh, Alson Mack leaving, he's going to be the number two receiver next year, right behind yeah. Chris Olave. Well, I guess my question is... Um, like even if he, like, redshirted this year, he would still be number two next year. Yeah, and I don't think it really makes sense to redshirt him next year because I think for a guy like Garrett Wilson, it being as talented that he is, the first year that he's eligible to go draft, the first year he's draft eligible, he's going to go. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think he could. Might as well play him this year, year right? Like, and even this year, though, we're putting he's putting enough tape on there that shows just how good he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Might as well play him this year because it doesn't matter if he redshirts or not; he's still going to go out the same year. Yeah. So the, after this game, he's going to go 2022 no matter what. Like he had so uh, Garrett Wilson, beast of a game. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Obviously, I talked about his insane touchdown catch that he had. He also, I think, had a, like two or three other catches. And then his punt return uh, in the second half, He most of the time it was Garrett Wilson getting the punt returns rather than Demario McCall or KJ Hill. And he had a 52-yard punt return, which is our best of the year. Yeah, I think because of those things, he's showing how athletic he is and how good of a receiver is. He's guaranteed to play more. Also I feel like doing nothing. <laughs> Austin Mack is only playing really because of veteran experience. And yeah. Senior. Garrett Wilson will He's be kind of cashed in. in. He's going to get a lot more playing time, I think. I feel bad for Demario McCall because it's like he comes in as a running back, gets he here. He's our fourth guy to get touches. No. He gets here, and uh, Zeke wasn't here when he was here, right? 16. No, because he was the same age. No, he's he up, was. He came in the same year as us. No, he's he's a year older. Oh, he's than a year us. older. So he was here with yeah. Because Zeke left in fifteen though. So so McCall got here sixteen. Mm. No, 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 no. He came, I think he was the last year with Zeke. Yeah. yeah. So he came here. Zeke was here. 
which is fine. Nobody expected him to play when Zeke was here, you know? Yeah, he rushed this year. that year. This is his last year right here. Right. And then nobody expected him to play when Zeke was there, obviously, because it's Zeke. And then he had Curtis Samuel in front of him and Mike Weber. Because it it was the slot guy. It was like that X-spot guy or the Z wide receiver, whatever Ohio State calls it. And running back. For him, he could play two different positions on the offense, and he's just been passed over for five years. Yeah. Like, it's it, like so. And a special teams position that he can't keep. And it was weird because he did, like, he gets to go in the slot a lot, but we never really throw to him in the slot. No. And he, I mean, he gets the power turns and kick returns, but those mean nothing really uh, for a player usually. And then on top of it, like, he had actually a uh, a really nice run in like the first or second quarter where he gained like 15 yards or something like that. And it was kind of made me mad because he got this big run and I like was proud of him. Like, I, cause I liked Amari McCall. He's yeah, so do I. Guy yeah. And everything. And I was hoping for him to go always, always get this chance. And everyone's like, yeah, go master Teague. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, come on. Like master Teague's like just coming here. He's barely right. playing much. And this guy's been here. Go steal chambers. <laughs> And I'm like, come on. Like, I know he's like 30 and Master Teague's 33. Like, you just expect the second guy Master to Master Teague's huge, though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's noticeable small. when there's a difference. Yeah. It was kind of like, it irked me a little bit. That's funny, though. It's the same It's the same guys probably that are cheering for Tate Martell to get in the game last year when Dwayne Haskins was whatever. And whenever Dwayne Haskins missed a throw, people would yell Tate Martell. And it's like, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him though. Yeah. Dude can't keep a job. Yeah, because then like when it was garbage time, he was like behind Crowley even. Like yeah, he was right, just above right. Steel Chambers. He was like our fourth string when it came anyway, to that. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's because uh he's a vet, you know, yeah. and he like they don't want to wear him out, but at the same time he doesn't really play a lot anyway. So exactly. it's kind of it's a lose lose for him. And it's a not a bit. great it's not a great situation when he's looking there and like he's just running with all these guys and all of them. I mean, there are seniors that are playing in that as backups and everything because, like, you're going to put your senior backups in more likely than all the other guys because they're not getting played time and they only got one more year left. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a guy that literally is technically playing in, like, the first quarter of the games and everything, and he's still playing in the fourth quarter when everyone hasn't even <laughs> doesn't even have their, like, gear on anymore. Like, it's not, it's not a great situation self-esteem-wise. Yeah, he has absolutely zero uh, draft stock. Exactly. So it's a bummer, but that's the problem with OSU is that it happens literally constantly. I mean, like you always just looking at Justin Hilliard, freaking still on the roster somehow. Um, He's been here since we won the national championship. I swear. (laughs) Like I, I'm not. He's supposed to be a big guy and everything too. Like he was the number one recruit from Ohio, and he hasn't done anything. Like it's 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 really unfortunate, all overall. But either way. it, it was it was a solid game, a lot of fun moments and everything. I I really enjoyed it. Um, got some, got any uh, fun facts about uh, the Buckeyes or just the game in general? I have I have uh, some facts. If you want to move into some Buckeye news, I, I do have some facts actually. Okay. So you, did you say you some, had something? I said I have some stuff to talk about. If you want to move into Buckeye news, uh, okay. Uh, I'll do I'll do some quick things with the news real quick. Uh, Update on just like the team, we are the number three ranked scoring offense and scoring defense. Uh, we are only behind LSU and Oklahoma in offense, and only behind Wisconsin and Navy in defense. I don't think LSU will keep will keep that going though. With the opponents they have, definitely Oklahoma will probably because well, probably. they just score a, bu- a bunch no matter. Always who been playing. like that. Navy. They just don't really have a whole lot of opponents, so they probably could keep above us. But Wisconsin, when we score a bunch of them against them, they might go below us. <laughs> defense wise. Um, well, we have thir- 31 points so far this year. We've yeah, we've given no, up an average 30, of nine points a game. 
six points this, this year we've given up. Yeah. 21 to Cincinnati, or 21 to FAU, zero to Cincinnati, 10 to Illinois, and five to. Uh, we didn't play in Illinois, we played Indiana. Indiana, that's what I'm sorry, <laughs> that's what I meant. And then five to um, Miami. Exactly. Um, so it's 36. Yeah, you got it there. Um, just co- uh, college football wise, Dobbins uh, has 477 rushing yards. That's the fifth most in the co- in the country. Pretty wow. solid for him. Mm-hmm. After only getting half of a game of carries. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Steel Chambers. Led the team in rushing yards last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, him and his like lettuce somehow. <laughs> we are the uh, third most in team sacks. We are, we are 19 team sacks. The leaders are tied for 20. And then uh, Justin Fields, he's the second most in the country for touchdowns with 19. And six in the second. Oh, I, I talked about the second quarter thing. But uh, Chase Young, he has 17 and a half sacks since the beginning of last season. That's the most in the country. Absolutely yeah. insane. He's absolutely a beast. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Because even like nine and a half isn't great, but when you have seven already, like that's pretty big deal. Dude. Um, all right, Buckeye News, go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I have a stat as well. Oh, okay. To go along with Ohio State being third in the nation in sacks, Ohio State is second in the nation in tackles for loss. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, just the – sorry. I had to add that no, in No, no, yeah. Buckeye um, News. Yes. So, a lot of – kind of a lot of news. Kind of a heavy news week somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two news stories here. Um, first, headline, Gene Smith says No. Which no is he talking about? What are we referring to? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, <laughs> as you guys probably know, California has been trying to pass this bill that has been saying that uh, if you are a college athlete in the state of California, that you will be paid not directly by your university, but they will let you make money off of your likeness once you hire an agent. Mm-hmm. Gene Smith came out today and said that he will most certainly not schedule any California teams if that bill passes. Dustin, what are your thoughts on that? It's a huge deal um, because already a lot of teams are trying, a lot of states, I mean, are trying to follow up what California is doing right now and everyone's loving it except for Tim Tebow. But who cares about Tim Tebow? (laughs) I really like this thing too. Go do his job as a broadcaster for free. (laughs) Um, I really like this thing too because um, I mean, everyone's like kind of saying like, oh, it's going to affect college football and I get what Tim Tebow is trying to say and everything, but it's just un- it's ridiculous the issues that people are facing and um, with not getting paid, it's not fair. Um, I mean, literally when you go get a, get a jersey, people are getting 16 sometimes because of JT Barrett. It's not fair that he's not getting any money from that when they're selling thousands of jerseys because of him specifically. It's not like they're buying an OSU jersey sometimes. They're buying specifically because it's JT and everything. That's just not fair. Um, and people are even putting names on the back of it. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. I have Ohio State jersey with a name on it, mm-hmm. and I guarantee Malik Hooker didn't get any money from that. Definitely not. No. Um, yeah, there's no check that they get after they graduate. No, not at all. Right. And um, and people are worried that it's going to change the recruiting situation in like California, New York, South Carolina, when they get it, that they'll uh, get these bigger recruits because they want to make they money. Can actually, pay them where you can't anywhere else, like besides scholarships. Right. And so, why would you not want to go there, especially when the you fall think of you Bama. can have a likeness and everything? But I think that this is going to only be the start. I don't think it's going to stop with these states. I think hopefully, if it works out in California, it'll end up being all schools. But yeah, I mean, it's it would be really interesting to see what Ohio does because I don't think that we're a state that would do that. 
but we'll we'll see. I mean, because I really hope that we do because it changes a lot of things. It's weird too because California has multiple big universities. Yeah, that's uh, USC, UCLA, that's Cal, who's number fifteen in the country. Cal. Yeah, <laughs> those schools. Uh, even South Carolina. UCLA, if like they can end up being good now and everything, if they can get some good recruits. Oh yeah. Um, South Carolina has Clemson and the Gamecocks. Like the Clemson one is huge. Clemson's they're already, huge. They're already getting so much. Uh, like they're getting constantly the top recruiting class right up there with Georgia, and they're always like one of the top two teams in spending on recruiting. Where Ohio State's kind of lower. They're pretty good with that. But Clemson has been paying so much money recruiting. Could you imagine them getting all that money back that they like they don't have to spend now right. as much that they can use on all these other things? Well, well, the university wouldn't make any money from it, from what I understand. No, but they could get these big recruits right. without spending as much money. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're right. There'd be a bunch of cost savings. Yeah, but what I was saying, what I'm thinking is, if you think about it, those states that we listed, maybe besides New York, uh, they have multiple powerful schools in there. You know, with Ohio, it really comes down to Ohio State. So all the other universities in the state might say no to it. And Ohio State might be the only one that favors it, and it, it might not uh, work because uh, only Ohio State says yeah to it. So we might end up getting screwed. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. I always think about the story, if you think about Texas A&M, uh, when Johnny Manziel was there. Uh, I think I remember hearing a figure that, like, over $4 million worth of his jerseys were sold yeah, he's in like, the team store. Yeah, he's the, and he didn't the see biggest it. example of this. Yeah, yeah. It, this university was selling jerseys with his name on it and his number. Money Man's L t-shirts, everything. And he didn't get any of that. Like, just think about how money. many advertisements he could have been in. Oh, infinity. Mm-hmm. For, for, for anything. Yeah. Like, Baker Mayfield now in every commercial. <laughs> exactly. That would have been Manziel in college. Like, it's just like, even I think about it and I'm like, they literally like will put like the players and peep like pictures on the board and everything, like the big screen. And like, obviously that's not a big deal, you know, like, but like when you like, that's something that NFL players do and everything, like where they're like hy- hyping up the crowd and right. everything. Like these college football players are doing it. You're building up their likeness, but you're telling them that they can't do anything with it. Like we literally know what Chase Young's face looks like. We know what Justin Fields face looks like. Because everyone knows them so well, like yeah. they're going to like they these are personal pe- people. We're not cheering for Ohio State. We're cheering for specific players a lot of times. I just think it's unfair because people are gonna buy their jerseys anyways. How many how many Justin Fields jerseys have you seen? Not just number one jerseys, literally with Fields on the back. I know you see so many of them, you know, and that's like so unfair to tell somebody that they can't make money off of their own image. Yeah, but I get it. I get to an extent why the reason the law is there. I, I don't know if I'm for or against it. I just know that it's unfair. It is. But I know that it would cost so many more things if, if players were getting paid too. I think it's but like... I don't know. Like so Because how, how do you divide that up? Like why does Justin Fields get all this money? Mm-hmm. But, you know, Joe Schmo, walk-on, doesn't get any of the money. Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's like with... Um, is that Aaron Jones? No, I think that's Dang. a punt that's a return. Dang. Oh, sorry. I know. <laughs> I was thinking that too. But um, so what's it called? Uh, with New York, their bill they're trying to pass is that the school pays the players. It's not based on likeness. The school pays the players where there's no schools paying any players in California according to their bill. And I think that if we're going to figure out a way to do it, the likeness thing is the way to go because I think so too. how do you decide that the walk-on who – 
got the scholarship and wasn't even supposed to even get a scholarship to start with, like earn the scholarship. Now he's going to have to get paid on top of it. Like how do you, like, yes, they have the money for it, but how do you decide that? Are you going to pay the synchronized swimming team as just as much because even though no one goes to their matches or no one watches it, but they still win 30 national championships, you're going to tell them they can't get paid when they're literally bringing so much excellence to the school. Right. You can't do that. Like you have to pay everyone from top to bottom. You can't just say, tell people some sports aren't important. Like that's not like that's wrong to do. But when you're doing the likeness thing, people like the university's not even involved. Exactly. And Justin Fields like, okay, that's different because he earned that likeness and everything. Like obviously like a center is not going to be as likable, but Joe Thomas, when he was at college, he was likable at Wisconsin. He could have made some money from his likeness. Right. You have um, like, Literally, like, defensive ends aren't usually super popular, but Jace Young's super popular on our team. He could make a lot of money. And then even Joey Lane, last, mm-hmm. like, when with the Buckeyes, a walk-on got, like... Joey Buckets. Five minutes of a season of playing time. Yeah. Yet they were literally putting him on when they were, make, would make the posters with the schedule. He was one of the three people on there because people knew him so well. They Like, I, knew, I know people that know him better than they know actual, like, starters on right. the team. And so he could have made money but then the starters aren't making money. Like that's when it becomes an issue, I think too, you know, just because he was a popular guy that like interacted with people, the fans. This is the way I look at it. Very, very briefly summarize it up for you. If the university is involved, if the university is selling the likeness of a student, the, the students should get paid. I think they should take that money and disperse it evenly, you know, to all the, all the, all the sports, all the athletes. But if, uh, if, a player is doing their own deal, like how this law would set it up where they would hire an agent and the agent would find endorsement deals for them where the university is not involved at all. Then I think it's fair for them to take all that money, but I think it walks a fine line. It's, it's one of the toughest decisions to think about, like, because it's so, it's like you want these players to be played, paid because they definitely deserve it. 100%. The NCAA like, is just no such like a corrupt way. Yeah. The NCAA really is, it, it's they just decided that they were the governing body of, of college sports, you know, and they were going to make billions of dollars because why not off of players? Yeah, but they're not going to let the players have any of the money. Mm-hmm. And I read that the average scholarship full ride scholarship for an athlete is only $18,000 yeah. a year, which is a lot, but it's not as much as $18 million a year. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm only saying this to, uh, make a point. I'm not saying this at all to like talk about me or anything like that, but like I was offered a tuition scholarship and I like, but I don't give anything back to my school besides just getting my tuition, like Scott, like my, I like, I obviously try to help out in the best way I can, but I'm helping very minimal amount of people. I'm a mentor, but that's helping five people a year. Literally football is making billions of dollars for the school. They're the people that are giving back to the university the most of anyone, right. they're not getting any of it besides the tuition. Like you're saying that like I'm doing just as much as Justin Fields is. No room, board and food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yet Justin Fields is do- getting so much more. And yet they're going to try and bash on him for the online schools and online classes, which that was my, that was my other, uh, that was my other news story. My lead in. I know we talked about this, uh, this paying the players so, thing so much, but we haven't talked about this at all. And it's been a huge conversation thing. And I'm really glad we finally talked about it because it's a big deal, obviously. Yeah. And it's, it's relevant to our state sports as well. Exactly. Um, the other big news story that broke this week, uh, fans were getting outraged at, uh, Justin Fields because it came out Which that is ridiculous. 
It came out that he doesn't uh, spend any time on campus. He does all of his classes online. Um, as a student at Ohio State who also takes online classes, what do you say about that? It's ridiculous to say that because I literally go to, uh, like this week I had four classes total that I went to, and they're for only two classes. I went to class from 2 to 5 on Tuesday and 2 to 5 on Thursday, and you're going to tell me that I'm not a student? Like, no, like it, online you spend, student is just, like online, you get the same degree. You spend minimal. The same class. Yeah. Literally, like uh, some teachers that like offer like the in-person class and the online class, the exact same thing happens on both. Yes, there's some little bit leeway in certain online classes. You can uh, don't have to go to the class, so you can do other things and everything. You can do it whenever it's convenient for you. Exactly, but a lot of these classes are literally the tests are proctored where they oh, yeah. are watching you, and it's honestly more stressful to take the oh, yeah. test sometimes than it is an, uh, an in-person test because you can kind of just sit back and relax. But no, you're being recorded. You're not being recorded at an in-person test. Like, I don't know what Justin Field's situation is. Maybe as a student athlete, he gets out of those, but I think that'd be kind of ridiculous. I accidentally pushed the button. <laughs> but, um, but I think people are way, way overthinking this thing because – we don't know anything. Like, just by saying online classes means nothing. If we're saying that he's getting out, like, like help on these classes, yeah. okay, then I, I have an issue with it. But don't. Like, even then, he's not here to get his education, guys. Like, come <laughs> he's on. not here to play school. Can we stop being, like, blind to the situation of student I, I think, I think a lot of the people... Well, first of all, online classes are kind of a new phenomenon, you know, kind of with our age group and maybe a little bit younger where you are finally starting to have that option where you can do most of your degree online. I think most of the people that are mad about this or concerned about this did not aren't in college now, so they don't really know how it works, you know. Exactly. When they hear online class, they think of something differently of what it is. Me and you having been and done online classes, we know that's not the case, um, and maybe people are just a little bit jealous. Maybe other student athletes are like, Hey, maybe I wish I could have done that when I was in school and didn't have to go to class. True. Um, or it doesn't even have to be a student athlete. I know any college student would, would be jealous of that, but I'm here to say like, it's not grass isn't always greener. You know, mm -hmm. um, I have a quiz tomorrow in an online class and it's proctored by an online proctor and that's going to be recording me. It's going to be recording my eye movement and my audio. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. I hate those. Like I'm literally, I've had all week to do it and I'm dreading it because tomorrow's a deadline. Yeah. I mean like you, it like, sucks. Are you going to tell me that sitting in a proctor test online where they're wa literally watching you through the camera and watching your eye movement and everything is easier than taking a test in a, uh, a huge um, lecture hall with 700 people taking the same test as you? Like I'm never I'm as nervous for that you. kind of exam. Exactly. Cause like I've never cheated on a test and I never will. But I guarantee you there's at least one person cheating on that test because there's literally people Absolutely. all around you taking the exact same test. Like, and they can't watch everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, I think like, like online classes were designed to help people do more with their time. And right. Still take Flexible. And what is this? Like, he's literally a full-time athlete. And the student thing is, as much as you want to call them student athletes, it it can't take up as much time as like people want it to because you're asking so much of them. You're asking them to be excellent on the field every week, asking them to watch film all the time and everything. And yet you want them to be full on like taking 18 credit hours. That's not, that's not possible. Right. And he's, he's using 
whatever. He's using online classes for exactly what they're designed for. Mm-hmm. Somebody that needs flexibility in their schedule. Yeah, and I think most on uh, I think most football players should be doing this. Right, if not all. But yeah, do you have any Buckeye news stories this week? Yeah. So uh, real quick, uh, OSU bumped up to number five. Uh, we bumped Oklahoma uh, after they didn't have a game, and we played excellently. Uh, Michigan was killed by Wisconsin, thirty-five to fourteen. Uh, that was just an absolute uh, demolish. Um, it was murder. How you can say how you want to say it. you can you can say it showed how um, uh, terrible Michigan is, or you can say it shows how good Wisconsin is. I'm more on the side that it shows how terrible Michigan is. Yeah. Um, but now Wisconsin bumped up to eight, and Michigan's at number twenty. And then Georgia beat Notre Dame. Uh, I don't know why I said Notre Dame weird, but. Uh, Georgia won 23-17. That was still, uh, actually a lot closer. lot closer game than anyone was expecting it, was, it to yeah, be. Yeah, expected. Um, so maybe Notre Dame's a little bit better, but... Or maybe Georgia just played bad. It's going to be tough for them to get in still with that loss. Um, and then in the NFL, Zeke had 125 rushing yards, all in like the three quarters, I think it was. Like he didn't even play the fourth much. They played the University of Miami <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Curtis Samuel had 53 receiving yards and a touchdown. Marshawn Lattimore, uh, this is like the Saints secondary absolutely went off. Uh, They won that game for uh, the Saints without Drew Brees. uh, Lattimore had a pass defended and uh, 12 tackles. Von Bell had a fumble recovery touchdown. Eli Apple had a forced fumble. Like, they just absolutely killed it in that game. Um, And then Malcolm Jenkins, he had a blocked kick. And then now – He's playing now. Playing pretty well right now. <laughs> uh, Joey Bosa had Maybe. a half a sack, two quarterback hits, and a tackle for a loss. Who and scored then, that second touchdown for the Eagles? I think it was Zach Ertz. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, Shout and, out I, to I think, me. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that was. They're, they're going to show you. You can watch it. Um, but scary Terry McLaurin. Scary uh, if you Terry. Call him, Terry McLovin, whatever uh, you want to call him. Dallas Goddard. Oh, jeez. Uh, the tight end uh, touchdown voucher. Uh, vulture. <laughs> uh, but Terry McLaurin had six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown, and he officially becomes the first wide receiver ever to get five reception, receptions and a touchdown in his first three starts. That's, that's absurd. That's I, he's a must-start in fantasy. Definitely. And and I never thought I would say that this year. And it's it like – If ever. Case Keenum been, just had a, a terrible game. And everyone's calling for Haskins to get in, or Cole McCoy even at least. And if Haskins does get in, nothing's going to change for Terry. Like if, literally, if, that was his go-to touchdown guy last right. year. Right. We've and been saying that for a year and a half exactly. now. Exactly. That Dwayne Haskins looks for Terry McLaurin in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, that was before Terry uh, McLaurin was a beast, <laughs> like a beast, beast. Like he just came out of nowhere, kind of. Like he wasn't like good with OSU, obviously, but he wasn't as dominant as he is. Dude, right ever now. since he had that forty-yard time. His whole life changed, I swear. In the Senior Bowl, too. Yeah. Everyone was going off in the Senior Bowl about him. Um, But with Terry, uh, so, like, in the draft, Dwayne Haskins obviously drafted first round uh, by the Redskins, and then he ended up calling them later in the draft and was, like, when when they called him, like, to tell him or whatever, he was, like, all right, now, go get one of my guys. He said that? Yeah. He said, go get, like, Paris or Terry, and they did. So you can't tell me that this this connection is going to be amazing. Like, they're best friends. Like, they're going to connect with That's each other. That's bold so well. as hell for, yeah. for someone who just got drafted to say that. Yeah, I mean, like, but, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you want to do someone to be successful, you got, you like, having a quarterback is important. I mean, a wide receiver that they're going to work well with. Bring his important. guys with them. Mm-hmm. So, 
Shout out. I'm really excited. I think Case Keenum practiced today, though, so I think he's going to play this week. Yeah, I think they're saying that even then, uh, Jay Gruden's leaning more towards having uh, Cole McCoy play. They're really trying to, like, let Dwayne Haskins develop, which makes sense because they said that his talent is there, like, for sure, but they didn't feel like he was, like, ready to start game one or anything like that. I think they want to develop him a little bit more. Yeah. But I think he could still go off even if he played. So. Absolutely. But it's exciting times. Best for his career is what I really worry about. It's exciting times. It is. All right, you got any bold predictions for uh, this week or the season in general? Um, I have one. Okay. So Ohio State kicks off at 7.30. The sun begins to set in Lincoln, Nebraska at 7.12. Okay. My bold prediction, I have no idea if this is right or not. I'm just being – this is all the top of my head. Ohio State will have one touchdown before it gets officially dark. All right. I don't know how that's how easy that is going to be able to tell. So that means he – see, I don't know if that – I think your original bold prediction might be better. might be a little bit more bold. Go, my with, it. My Go ori- with it. My original was Ohio State will have two touchdowns before the sun sets. You can how about we say this before it gets truly dark because but truly dark because it's only starting at seven twelve. That's what I'm saying. It probably lasts it a half an hour. Probably, yeah, exactly. So that means Ohio State has to score two touchdowns in like legit seven minutes real time. That's possible because the game's not going to start until six thirty four, six thirty two. Do it. Call the bold prediction. Ohio State will score two touchdowns before the before it gets officially dark. I'm right. writing it down. Is that, what, <laughs> is that what we're saying officially Marking dark? It down. We're doing it. When it's officially dark, where they it's it's dark without any lights. All right. Calling it. We're going to be watching that game. I have no idea if this right. is even going to work out. It might be officially dark before it even gets kicked hey, off. Bolder is always better. All right. Here are my not as bold predictions as Josh's. <laughs> no, I don't think his is as bold as he worries about. But uh, I say Nebraska – Scores the most points uh, we've ever given up uh, this season. Okay. Which I don't think is Super Bowl or anything like that. We've only, like, the most we've given up was to Florida Atlantic, 21. 21. And I think that Nebraska is better than Florida Atlantic. I think this is Chase Young's lowest sack game, one at most, I think, uh, because of the fact that Adrian Martinez is a very run-heavy quarterback. He just had 18 carries in the last game. Absolutely. And then I also think that they – uh, have over 200 rushing yards, which I know every week I've been kind of saying that I predict a team to go under 100 rushing yards, where last week they had 300 rushing yards. I really think that it's possible. They're they averaging over 200 rushing yards in this game. They're averaging 215. So that means they're going to have to keep pace. It, it'd be interesting. If they're going to beat us, that's I think bold. Rushing yards that's bold. Be, that's very bold. Yeah. It might be my boldest one of the year. Um, I think we have definitely a slow start to this game. Kind of similar uh, to the way we went to the Indiana game. It wasn't slow start for very long, but we missed that field goal. We had a tough stretch in the beginning a little bit before we really kicked it off. Um, I just think the away game uh, being in like that really loud, uh, hyped-up environment, I think it's going to be interesting to see Fields how well he does again. Um, last one is my score prediction, and I, I'm, I'm going to ask you to give your bold score prediction as well. Okay. But my score prediction is 52-31. 52-31. Yes. Okay, I like it. That's a lot of points. It is. That smashes the over. Mm-hmm. 80 
three points. The over was 66 and a half. 66 and a half. Kills it. And, Crushes it. Um, Josh was bringing me, this up to me earlier. 31 points is a lot. We, uh, what was Nebraska's track record with their games so far this year? So, so far they've, they've only scored um, – hold on. I'll pull Last it up week right they now. scored 42 points against Illinois in that comeback win. That was the most points they've scored, I believe, all year. So saying 31 is a lot. They scored 35, 31, 44, and 42. That's against uh, University of Southern Alabama. Bama. Uh, they lost to Colorado and scored 31. Uh, Northern Illinois and Illinois. So that's a lot of points. Yeah, it is. But I'm sticking with it. I am sticking with it. I think if anything, it's kind of like that last bit is scored in like some garbage time. Um, I think uh, I think we have this game in the bag, honestly. Um, but I'll get more into this game a little bit. What what is your score prediction? So my score prediction is Ohio State forty two. Nebraska 28. 42-28. 42-28. Oh, that's not bad. Actually. Is that still cover? That is 14, so it does not cover. I was going to say, actually, I'm I'm, Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not 28. I'm actually <laughs> okay. moving that. All right, all right. Um, I'm moving that to 24. 24, okay. I'm moving that to 24. Oh, actually, yeah, I'll go with it. I actually, I'm leaning more towards them scoring less than 24 points, mm-hmm. but I'll go 42-24. Ohio State will cover in that instance because that is <laughs> Did you push points. that just to make sure we covered? Ohio State always covers. So if, if <laughs> We're I ha- three and one against the spread this year. Yeah. The only one we didn't spread was week one. one. Yeah, Ohio State always covers, like almost always. So More this year than we did last year for sure. Yeah. So right. my official prediction is 42-24. All right, we'll see who's right. I think I, I think this is one of the first weeks where we actually had some uh, true Disparity. difference yeah. in our scores for sure. I think you. I think you're giving Ohio. Close. I think you're giving Nebraska too many points, and you probably think I'm giving Ohio State too little points. <laughs> I only have Ohio State scoring yeah, forty-two because our, our Nebraska scores aren't too far off, but I'm still like a touchdown ahead of you. Yeah, and but you're also ten points ahead of me. Wow, I'm expecting a little bit of a shootout, I guess, it looks like. Um, but anyways, but I, at the same time, I'm not, because like I said, I think that last touchdown for Nebraska will be in garbage time. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I've got my first burning question for you, and I think this is a big question right now. Okay. So recently there's been a lot of talk about Ohio State because we have been just looking better and better every single week. So True. as a result, people are talking about us more, as I would expect. Uh, recently, good things. Uh, recently, it was announced uh, on Five Thirty Eight, which is a very trusted uh, like percentage and prediction wise website. Uh, they put us as the third best odds to make the CFP and third best odds to win the national championship, right behind Clemson and Alabama. Also, uh, ESPN's uh, Football Power Index just recently bumped us up to the third best football power index in the in the league we were i think at five before and we have been working our way up to three now because we're awesome Uh uh-huh that's for sure (laughs) and then also on top of it uh recently fox sports their analyst team which includes urban meyer matt leinart joel klatt uh who's a very uh i really like joel klatt he actually put us number one in his power rankings just really one a so it's tied for number one 
but little bump uh, above everyone else. Brady Quinn and Brady Reggie Quinn Bush. And Reggie Bush, yeah. It's a pretty uh, impressive group of people. It actually is, like, mm-hmm. one of the better. I really like better. it. because uh, Urban's think, awesome. Huh? And I think when it comes to, like, college football, they're one of the better, when it, like, just as, if, as in happen, having recent and, like, True college football guys, mm-hmm. where a lot of the other guys like kind of use some NBA, NFL, more NFL heavy guys and everything. I think, or just don't have really much of a team in general. I really think Urban looks good in it. He does. He's doing really well. He's he's looks a lot more comfortable than his last stint. Definitely. And he's just so so. I mean, Fox Sports definitely seems to be a lot better in treating their like analysts, right? Uh, especially like uh, people that have left like a sport to go on to being an analyst. They, Fox Sports tends to be a lot better with it in general. Um, so I'm happy that's where he ended up now. Um, but my, my friend, Brady Quinn. <laughs> yes. <on Fox. laughs> but they all had uh, Ohio State in the CFP except for Brady Quinn. Boo, Boo your friend, Brady Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe Klatt had Ohio State winning the national championship, which would be absolutely insane. Awesome. Being our senior year. That would be. I can't imagine anything better. Like, that would be awesome. That's the like, first time I've I actually visualized Yeah, the first it. time I visualized that. Yeah. And, dude, I actually just got goosebumps. <laughs> exactly. Too. Like, especially as a I never senior, even considered like that. Being yeah. our freshman year or something like that. Like, we're doing this podcast. Like, we are, like, we've never been bigger fans of OSU in our life than we have been this year for sure because it's. And we probably won't be for the rest of our lives. Oh, definitely. Big like, fans, I will, I will love yeah. Them and like, truly watch. Like, I'll watch as many games as I humanly possibly can, and I plan on going to as many games as I can that I can afford. Because the hey, that's the a, bit, that's, that's the, the big, big if. Yeah, and I don't know where I'm gonna live. Exactly. But it's never will be as big as it is right now. Well, I'll never be going to this. Many you don't games. live and I'll breathe never be it. Talking about OSU football as much as I do right now, it, I could imagine a better situation than getting a championship this year. Being 21 now too, where we can actually go out and do Celebrate. whatever we want instead yeah. of trying to like figure out how we're going to celebrate, yeah. you know, like yeah. we literally we can burn as many couches as we want. <laughs> <laughs> like as a freshman, like it would still be great, but it's not the same thing for sure. Absolutely not. One of my old roommates, his brother went here uh, in his freshman year. They won the, the national championship. Mm-hmm. He said it was like the best night of his life. And, and he yeah, was 18 years imagine. old, you know, like we had Cleveland national championship and I love the Cavs. I love LeBron, And it was like, was even more special because of the fact that it was our first in forever. But for some Literally reason, forever. just thinking about it right now, I get bigger goosebumps thinking about that than I thought about like Cavs winning. It's so true. I actually feel the, the same exact way. I mean, I don't think anything could be tough. This is the first time was, I've actually thought about it. Because like definitely like with the Cavs being like coming down for three one, that obviously like impacted my feeling impacted my feeling of how I felt about that championship. It made it an even bigger deal. Yeah. I, I mean I think it, it's like, just I different. think Cavs are fourth against amongst my team. Like I think I put OSU at, above Cavs as one of my favorite teams. I think it's a different I like the kind of and the Browns better than the Cavs even too. Yeah, I think it's a different kind of uh, feeling. With the Cavs, it was more of like such a sigh of relief, you it know? Was. Because it was, it was a way like, to the, it was way to the world lifted off your shoulders at the Cavs one. But with exactly. Ohio State, you're good every single year. Like if we won, it would just be lit. Like it would just be crazy how fun it would be. But with the Cavs, it was like almost too emotional. To be crazy, you know? Bald, man. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, same. Me, my dad, and my grandpa, yeah. you know? It was just different. It literally felt like the weight of your, the world off of your shoulders as a, as a fan. Mm. With Ohio State, it's different because we're yeah. good every year. And we won, f- at this point, five years ago, six years ago. Exactly. So it's not like we haven't won in forever. It's it won't just, be as emotional, for sure. It would be but, more excitement. Exactly. It'll be more excitement. I'll be like, able, I think I'll just 
have an easier time celebrating. I agree. I mean, like, I was literally at the Ohio Shoe, at the stadium, when we won the Cavs championship. Oh, you were? So, like, it all goes back to OSU again with the Cavs. <laughs> what were you doing here? I was at a concert. Wow. Luke Bryan announced the championship. I was watching the game at the, at the concert, though. I was in Minnesota, so, so it was, like, so was kind of cool. Just, like, 70,000 people, all Cavs fans, just cheering nonstop because we just won. And Luke Bryan is telling us, Go Cavs! We just won the championship. Right. And like a, he, is he, someone is he brought Cleveland? a Cavs jersey up to him and everything. I mean, he's not from Cleveland, so he's not a Cleveland fan. But like, that's still awesome to be around all these fans and they just won their championship. Like, not many people. You probably remember that. that forever. Oh yeah, that's awesome. It's a lot better than just yelling "Oh H," because <laughs> that's like the lamest thing at a concert, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was in Minnesota, so mine's not much better. But. <laughs> And then I just have, like, a voicemail from my mom just screaming when it, like, yeah. I'm about to tear up now, man. All right. Back to OSU. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what do you think our odds when it comes to CFPR? Uh, um, well, I think it really depends. I think it, Notre Dame losing, it obviously knocks them out, in my opinion. It's, if Ohio State goes undefeated, they have, undoubtedly are going to get in. Well, yeah, for sure. With that being said, Notre Dame's out. Because even if Oklahoma's undefeated and we're undefeated – we still have the better schedule, the better rec- like we've be- yeah. faced better teams. I think we get in over them. And if we're undefeated, and like say Georgia only has one loss, we should get over them too. Like we could be like the third number team in there. Yeah, I think. Um, well, L- LSU and <clears throat> Georgia are both going to have a loss, guaranteed. Or, or Alabama. What, two of those three are guaranteed going to have a loss because all three of them play each other. Does Georgia Alabama? Actually play them each other on the schedule, or I believe so. Championship game because the past two years it's been the, the conference championship game. I, I believe they actually played regular season. Okay, that makes sense. And, they haven't played each other in like two years. And I think Georgia LSU play. Okay. And I think LSU Bama play. I think I know that LSU and Georgia have like two of the hardest schedules. Yeah, it would make sense. But then like L- Notre Dame also had like it, which is insane because Notre Dame had, I mean uh. Georgia had Notre Dame, and then also LSU had Texas. Like, that's a insane if they have to play Alabama right. and then each other, too. I could be wrong, but I think all three of those teams play each other. I mean, I know for sure Alabama plays LSU. Like, they always play. They're right. rivals, basically, right, like right below Auburn. Right. So, those three teams play. So, either they're all going to have one loss or one team's going to uh, win out and one team's going to have two losses, you know? Georgia doesn't play Alabama, but okay. they have a schedule where they could easily be winning their their division, and they'll probably play Alabama in the SEC Eventually, they'll play, yeah. probably, in the SEC championship And game. if not, then they're playing LSU in the championship game. Does Georgia play LSU? No. Damn, okay, never mind. I don't know where I heard that then. Which I would have expected them to at least play one of them. But they do play Auburn. They still Maybe play I was Auburn, thinking of so. Auburn then. Mm. And they still play sense. Florida, but they'll beat Florida with now that Felipe's out. Anyways, back to your original question. I think we have a better chance than not, you know? Yeah. I think uh, the CFP is starting to really learn from their mistakes, or the CFP playoff committee starting to learn from their mistakes and see where people are really upset. So they always say they value some things more than others, and it's like always the things that Ohio State has that they say they value more, and they always chip us off, you know? Definitely. So I'm feeling good. Hey, we just got to keep on winning our games. I mean, I think I think definitely like that third best chance of that is definitely the most accurate. And I think that like 
just with the record that we have, you can't deny us winning every game like that. Like, the, I mean, you can't deny us winning in. I think it's just if we have that one loss, then it becomes a big, big issue. Yeah, like it always is. Mm. That's why this game's so important. Mm-hmm. If, if we're gonna lose a game, we can only really afford to lose to like a Wisconsin or a Penn State. You know, they'll rank a highly ranked team. I think that yeah. So I think our best chance, right, is if we were to lose Wisconsin. And if we were go- like say, if we we're gonna w- lose one game, the best game to lose, I think, is Wisconsin. Right. And I think that's strictly because we can lose to Wisconsin. It's not part of our division, so we can still go to the championship game, and, play and then again. we can play them again and beat them and blow them out, and then we're in. Because we, I think so we, too. Uh, make that null and void that loss, and that would be huge for us. It's a one-loss team, and at that point, Nebraska or Wisconsin would probably be like a top five team, top mm-hmm. top five, top ten. Yeah, so then we're beating them again when we're still possibly top ten, and we're a one-loss team. Mm-hmm. But even at that point, who knows if we'll get in? Because uh, then they could even say that oh, well, we're so one loss. It all depends on if LSU, Georgia, what their situation is. Right, always Oklahoma. That's like they're still like the wild card in all of this. Oklahoma, because they have a really good chance of still being undefeated. They haven't played Texas yet. They haven't played Oklahoma State. They haven't played – I mean, okay, West Virginia's not good this year, but they were last year. That's why I almost said them. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think it's a, mm. I think it's definitely one of our better chances this year than it has been in the past. Um, so I think so too. Do you have any questions? If not, I'll hit you some with the, some rapid fire. Hit me with some rapid fire. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Just recently, Josh and I were looking at some – uh, mock drafts, and we, with Okuda finally getting his first interception, he has been getting some more notice and everything. Is Okuda a top 10 NFL draft pick? That's so hard to say. That's so hard to say. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no strictly because I don't think he's been that super dominant force that you would hope out of a top 10 pick. I think... Uh, He's not Jalen Ramsey, who went five. He's not even Marshawn Lattimore, who went 11, right? Eight. No, yeah, 11, yeah. 11. I know it, it kind of depends on what teams need, but I don't think he's better than either of those guys, you know? What about Denzel Ward? He's not Denzel Ward, who went four. I think he just needs some more time to develop, you know? I don't think he won't because why? you have to take the money when you can get it. But I think he could go – he could really serve well by being in his school another year, you know? He won't. I know, And I hope he doesn't. I absolutely hope he doesn't. You should take your – It wouldn't your, make sense for him to. No. Yeah, you need to take your money when you're a first-rounder. Mm. But I don't think that he's a he's a top-ten pick in my opinion. I, I, I agree. I think the issue with uh, Jeff Okuda is that he hasn't – Truly proven any dominance yet? He's right. Been playing top notch. Been playing really well. Even PF, PFF, Pro Football Focus, which and is Matt very, Miller, uh, very trusted. But like with Pro Football Focus, they're a very trusted website and everything. There's no bias. They are like they still rank him below, um, like just rating wise below Jordan Fuller amongst our um, secondary players. And it's just I think the issue with Jeff Okuda is that there we're everyone wants him because of his. His ceiling. He has a high ceiling. Super high ceiling. His potential is amazing, but he still hasn't reached that potential. And what are you going to say? He's going to reach that in his third year of his NFL career. You don't want that. Like you don't want not out of a top ten pick. You want like you want a top ten pick to impact your team right away. Right. Which Denzel Ward did. Which Marshawn Lattimore did. Jalen Ramsey did. All those three guys impacted their team their first year, and we're all 
Pro Bowl players. Right. Like, that's what you're expecting from a top 10 player. And I don't think they get that from a Jeff Okuda. I think he's first round level for sure. Absolutely. But I don't think he's top 10. And I think the issue with the top 10 this year is that there's so many quarterbacks that are going to be going. Like, you have potentially three, three. quarterbacks in the f- top 10. And the, Chase Young might even be fifth overall. And he's easily one or two best prospect in the draft. And he right. still might go fifth. Like that's that's I, And then you want to say Jeff Okuda's still like top 10 prospect that I don't think so. Right. And honestly, I could see him going to like the chiefs late first round. That'd be the Texans late first round team best for him (laughs) teams that need a solid quarterback cornerback that would be willing to spend a first round pick on them. You know, Uh, corners go a lot in draft in the first round. Oh, absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did still, I think he's a first round talent. Mm. And I honestly, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if he won in the top ten. I because, could see him around twenty. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking and he's still got a lot of season left to play. He could either end up falling because of it or rising because of it. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Still, it's still really early. He doesn't have a lot of room to rise, though. I don't think. True. He has a lot of room to fall. Mm. It's hard to prove yourself a lot on a team like OSU. You, it, you, it's you, it's you gonna tell. Hmm? I, I, it's true because you guys got like Terry McLaurin who. Mm. At best, was our third best receiver last year. Yeah, fourth. And now he's going off in the NFL. Now he's and now he's an incredible. And he, and he and he was still what a second or third round pick even like so they knew third he round was pick. good, but we didn't even realize it because we and he could, didn't get the ball as much. I mean he was he was below KJ Hill even and he was like right at the same level of Johnny Dixon and Johnny Dixon wasn't even drafted. Right. I uh, I was listening to Ian Rappaport saw a podcast, rap sheet and friends, and he said. Uh, you know why? If if Terry McLaurin's your guy, why are you waiting until the third round to get him? I understand that the Redskins um, got a great deal with him there, mm-hmm. but a lot of teams are interested in him. You know, yeah, it's like he even like he, he even had some first round hype uh, going into the draft. He did, mm-hmm. and it's like teams are afraid to take him because he's not six five. Runs a well, he does run a four two. He was literally <laughs> one of the fastest forty times. You know, he's third. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're afraid to take him because the, the tangibles besides 40 time wasn't there, you know? That 40 times, honestly, probably what even got him into the third round. They, they said it was his work ethic, too, where yeah. he played so well on special teams even as, like, a pup. Well, they drafted him as player. a special teams guy. Mm. Absolutely drafted him as a special teams guy. And then a few dominoes fall for the Redskins, and all of a sudden you see Terry McLaurin as a starter. And it's just like, if he's your guy, why are you waiting until the third round to get him? Yeah. I think yeah. people... That honestly makes you think like Dwayne Haskins said that, but they didn't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> because Paris Campbell drafted, got drafted like before him. Yeah. And Second. even then, like uh, Terry McLaurin, you like you waited, for, you took so such a big risk by waiting so long for him. Like, th- like you can't tell me that they knew that he was going to be available then. But even when he did get drafted, that was probably a little bit too early for his projections, you know? He went from being undrafted to being a sixth-round guy to being a first-round guy. He was the, like the biggest talked-about guy because it was so up and down for him. And I'm 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 so happy that he's proving everybody right and wrong at the same time. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's proving, exactly. proving everybody wrong. It's been great. I just hope Johnny Dixon gets a uh, chance now too. We'll see. Because Paris Campbell's playing really well too. And if Ty is out this week, it's Paris's game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, one more thing real quick. Um, I've been really like 
getting onto this Ryan Day hype train. Yeah. Um, it's not been huge in the media or anything like that, but I've been just like the way he's been able to make each player reach their full potential even more than Urban did. Urban was really good about getting the guys together and then just putting them on the field, and they were just constantly better than the team across the field from them. And they, that was why I feel like we got the win a lot of times with Urban. He was just such a good recruiter. But with Ryan Day, his offense is being designed specifically for each player. Yeah. Urban didn't do that so well. He wouldn't – does like, I mean, we had Zeke, and he still wouldn't, he didn't give him the ball in a game where we should be. Like, and he – do JT like he overhyped JT with his running ability like I, I like and Dwayne Haskins like even with him like we didn't give him we didn't set him up enough for these big passes I mean we seems were like Urban, 70 passes in the Purdue game yeah we should have ran the ball a little bit more in the beginning or like been better in the red zone even I just think that in general Urban Meyer had too many like uh, misses in his coaching sometimes where I think I mean Ryan Day's only coached eight games or something like that four games right now three technically last year but i just i'm loving watching this team right now i think a bi- i don't think I, it's just because we're so much better all of a sudden yeah i i think the, the difference between ryan day and, and Urban meyer and i i i don't know if i'm gonna sound like colin coward or somebody that you don't like as a talk talk host but um to be honest i think it's a kind of an ego thing i think that Urban meyer kind of had a hard time admitting that when he probably was wrong you know like yeah he, he probably was wrong to play JT Barrett two years ago, you know? You know? Mm-hmm. He probably should have played Dwayne or Joe Burrow, you know? Or, probably not Tim Marteau, but, you know, I mean, he those guys probably should have came in. Like, maybe they scripted Zeke not to get a, uh, the majority of the carries or whatever in the Michigan State game, but maybe he had a hard time admitting he was wrong. You know, and he yeah. and he should have switched over. He had a lot of favoritism for sure. Yeah, and I think he was just—he he is one of the greatest coaches of all time. If he's—he's—he's he's, he's top five easily, one of the greatest co- college football coaches of all time. And with that comes a lot of ego. Like if if people talk about you like that, how do you know when you're doing something wrong? With Ryan Day, he has none of that. He has no ego because he's a first-year head coach mm. with seven games under his belt, still proving himself. Right. So I think for him, he has a lot to prove, and he has nothing as much to lose. You have a lot to lose when you're Ohio State head coach. But if Ryan Day gets fired today, will you even remember the name in 10 years? Not if he gets fired. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. Would, I, I mean, we probably would, but not most people. Yeah, but if Urban Meyer got fired last year, like, that's uh, it's such you a stain on his legacy then. forever, you know? And I and not necessarily that either of them are close to getting fired or anything like that, but it's just – when you're that big, you have you can you could take less risks, you know. So my question is. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, you're good. Uh, my just my question is. So I think Ryan Day been like really well. I think like it's interesting to see how like how he's been. We haven't been playing to our team's level. We blew out Indiana. Right. Even though in the past we've kind of played them close because we kind of play down to our team's level sometimes. So in the small games we weren't really ready. He has been proving to not be that situation. Right. Every team we've been blowing out, like even if you go back to the TCU game, he played really well in that game. Right. I mean, he coached really well in that game. Um, and I think he just like there's not a single coach that has been put into a better situation than Ryan Day did. Not not a single coach I don't think I could ever think of. Like he literally like your first head coaching job, you're coaching OSU when everyone was already recruited and you have Justin Fields as your first quarterback. Right. After just losing Dwayne Haskins. Like 
It's, it's, it's on, her, on her. He's had a lot of stuff on his. And lap. he still has Urban Meyer right next to him to tell him what, like he like literally meets with Urban Meyer pretty often, like still and like they, he's like mentoring him still, so he's still learning from Urban even like right. So they're literally just not even skipping a beat after Urban left. So do you think by the end of Ryan Day's career, I'm not saying at all right now because it's so so yeah. so 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 soon. You think by the end of the day he could end up being better than Urban? Oh. Urban, one of the best of all time, so it's kind of... He is, he's top five all time, and Urban has three national championships? Yeah. One the, of the only coaches to do it with two different teams, too. The thing with Ryan Day, the one thing that he has going for him, he's so young. He does. He's 30-something? He is, yeah. 30-something? Late 30s? Yeah. Mid-30s? Dude's going to be coaching for another 40 years if he wants to, 50, if he wants, he's you know? Like, he's literally like... Everyone talks about Lincoln Riley being similar to Ryan Day. He's literally doing what Lincoln Riley is doing right now. Exactly. It's literally the same situation. Bob Stutes giving it up to Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer giving it up to Ryan Day. Um, I don't know because there was so much swagger with Urban Meyer too, you know? Mm. There was more than just football with him. Yeah, like Ryan Day I don't think will ever be as loved by okay. the fans as Urban is. But just I love Ryan like, Day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> But like, there, there's no going to be like urban legends or yeah. who's my daddy, urban, mom, right? Whatever, sure. right, right, like, right. They're not going to be Ryan Day things about that, right? Even though Ryan Day is the younger guy, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm really, really loving Ryan Day right now. I, I that's it's a really hard question. That's a, that's really hard. I think that if Ryan Day can get a national championship in the first few years here. Because how long does he last if he's not getting us national championships? Mm, that's true. Honestly. I mean, we're Ohio State. You see what's happening in Michigan. Yeah, because you can, you can't, you can even say that this isn't his team yet because he hasn't recruited a full right. team yet. Like, this is still all of Urban Meyer's recruits besides Justin Fields, technically. How, how long are you willing to wait without a national championship? Two years? Hopefully. Probably a little bit months. more. Yeah, no, right. Like, <laughs> if Ryan Day gets it this year, he can coach here as long as he wants. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Two years? Probably not. I mean, Jim Harbaugh. Five years? Know. If we're talking five years and Ohio State still doesn't have a national championship, we're going to start asking some questions. Ten years, it might be time for Ryan Day to go. You know, that's what I'm thinking is from a fan perspective. Well, we're making CFP every year and everything and winning the 10 championships every year, which Michigan might be even worse. Of those. It might be even worse. Exactly. We're yeah. going to be Michigan then. Mm. We're going to be so close, but we can't play in big games. It's, it's such a hard question to ask because it's that's what so I'm saying. early. It, it is so early. But I just think that, like, I'm really liking this his situation of just bringing the best out of every player. And, like, he's calling plays where he knows what his situation is with the players instead of just going to his bread and butter. Yeah. He's adapting to the game. He's adapting to, oh, I still have Justin Fields. I'm not going to run him 18 carries a game like A.J. Martinez is going to run. I'm going to run him only when we need him to, and that's in the red zone right now. Yeah. Maybe in the big games against Penn State or Michigan or something like that or Wisconsin, he probably will run more. Right. But he doesn't need to right now. I'm loving it. I also agree with you that his uh, his offense just looks so good, and his defense is looked better than it has in like years. Just his decision in coaching, as in picking the right coaches. He's so quiet and so humble too. Like and like so far, he's been great, great with his coaches and his players. Like everyone is. I haven't heard a single bad comment about him. Where you had nope. Urban with uh, Zach Smith. Like that's something that I hope Ryan Day never has to deal with. Right. And I mean, like that's going to be a stain on Urban's forever. That. 
right? They might never have. And I put this on Urban Meyer, but a lot of people don't. But the Zeke thing I put on Urban sometimes because, like, he literally, like, there wasn't a player that, maybe JT, but Zeke literally would spend Thanksgiving dinners with Urban. He was talked about, like, right. he was, like, part of Urban's family. Like <laughs> Maybe <I> just, JT. <laughs> exactly. Well, the thing is, Zeke Zeke's an honorary uh family member but uh, jt is actually urban son so <laughs> exactly it's just like though like i just think of like the situation i always think of them like he's like mentored him and everything and yet he still has all these issues in the nfl it may like i just thought that these wouldn't have been an issue because of how close urban was with him mm-hmm. maybe i don't know maybe he didn't work on those things maybe he tried to be like one of those like cool dads where he sucks up to him and just wants to be friends with them. that's true because he just knew like, it doesn't matter. Urban has a track record of uh, not not having the best guys in his program. Well, he has Shout not the Aaron best guys. Hernandez. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. But, like, he also has the, like, greatest human being to ever live in sports as well, in Tim Tebow. So. True. <laughs> Yet still one of the most hated, which is so, so ridiculous. So, it's just so perfect. All right. Getting into the Nebraska game. Uh, this is actually a big game for our podcast. Yep. This is the game that both of us preseason ranked, uh, said if we were going to lose one game, we thought that it might be this game because of OSU's struggles in the lower games but still good teams. Uh, this is a lower game but still a good team. But I don't think it's the same situation. I don't feel the same, obviously, with our, both of our score predictions. I don't, no. We don't feel the same way anymore because – it's in a different Nebraska team. They're a little bit – they're actually a lot bit worse than they were expected to be in the season. Yep. And even OSU is better than they were expected to be going into the season. Now. They also have a really good coach, though, in Scott Frost. And uh, you can't overlook the, the factor of coaching. They gave us a tough run last year, and they hopefully – We won by six, 37-31 last it was, year. We were losing by halftime. I was so scared. I remember that. I was, I was literally petrified. I think they had like a 14.0, uh, <clears throat> 14-0 lead going into the – like second quarter or something like that. Like yeah, they it was it, up really quick. it was terrifying. And this game, like, and that was at home. That was at home. Now this game, at home. it's at uh, at Nebraska. It's yep. a night game. Yep. Lincoln is usually super uh, eighty-two thousand. Yeah, they have one of the bigger stadiums. I mean, still like twenty below Ohio State, but Ohio State's huge compared to a lot of other schools. Um, college game day will be there, so the fans are. Livid and Lit. super excited for this game, and they will be hyped. This is just like all, most college football teams. This is their Super Bowl. It is. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's going to be a big game for them, um, and I, I. It makes you worry a little bit. It makes you uh, like we both took that into our predictions, but we still have them winning. I mean, it, yeah, I, I, my algorithm was actually Ohio State's going to score twenty five percent less points this game. And uh, Nebraska was going to score thirty five percent less. <laughs> that was the math. That was the math behind <laughs> the genius. The you sure genius. there wasn't any decimal points in there then? <laughs> <laughs> I only did. I only did round numbers. Um, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, like the, I think that we're not. I I I don't. I have this feeling because I don't technically have this proven yet, but I don't. I don't think that. We're going to be the same team that isn't ready for these small games. I do. I think we'll be ready for a small game like this. So, is is Nebraska an hour behind us? They are. That's why the kickoff is seven, but the game's actually eight thirty here. Oh, it's eight thirty here. Mm-hmm. I thought it was seven thirty here, and it was six thirty there. I don't think so. I think the it, I, oh, is it is it maybe it is. I thought I thought I saw seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. So does that mean that it's seven thirty there that the sun sets? 
Or 7.30 here, because if it's 7.30 no, there... The game, the game is at 7.30, so let me check. I believe Nebraska is an hour behind. Let me make sure. Lincoln, Nebraska. All right, that's not on the world clock. Any Nebraska city on the world clock? Dang. <laughs> Anyways, um, while I look that up, um, what are the game stats for this game and everything? Uh, so we're looking at this game... Uh, as we said, it's going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be on ABC, 66 degrees, so a cool one this weekend. And it's going to be, unfortunately, thunderstorming. Ooh. That's in the forecast. Uh, that might affect our predictions a little bit. That might be, actually. We'll see what happens. It's still a couple days from now. It was supposed to rain more during this game, and it didn't. So we'll, we'll but see. This is thunderstorm. We weren't projected thunder and lightning. Might be a big Big Ten running game. Or. That it, could favor us, though, still. Or. It could favor us because sometimes oh yeah. in that situation, just the better talented team, it helps. Or what I'm thinking is that it might get cut short. I hope not. And I also hope not, but. Being we, on ABC and everything in the college game day, I think they're going to try their very best to avoid that. And that was, that was as of today. So, um, obviously, like last week. What do the weatherman know? You know, they see the stuff same time we do. <laughs> we'll see what happens. They are an hour behind, so kickoff is at six thirty there in time. Nebraska, but here it's at seven thirty. Okay, cool. Yep. So seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. Does that affect your bold prediction at all? I, see, I don't know how that works because I think that this. I don't know if the sun sets at seven thirty our time there or six six thirty. Yeah, because you don't know if the weather app is still showing your time or not. I'm really confused, but which bold we'll, prediction we'll, are you we'll talking about? The we'll, sunset one? Yeah, we'll stick with it. We'll stick with it. We'll just see what happens. It's either going to be right by a lot, by an hour, or <laughs> it's going to be like a few minutes. Sorry, guys. We're not time zone people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> or weatherman. What's the uh, line and over-under? So the line is 16 and a half. Um, obviously, favored for the Buckeyes. And I believe the over-under was 66. Okay. Is that what you said? 66 and a half, yeah. I didn't write it down. 66 and a half, yeah. Uh, the money line is plus 840 for Ohio State. Okay. So uh, if you want to make some money, you have to put down $840 for, to win 100 bucks. Do it. <laughs> Do it, yep. Or if, if Nebraska comes out to a, a touchdown lead in the beginning of the game, put down some money then because the money line will shift. <laughs> so as I said earlier. Got anything else for us today, Dustin? That's all. We talked a lot. Uh, we talked a lot today. A lot. Uh, but there was a lot of good discussion. There was a lot of different things that we covered. Uh, it's a good uh, four games in now. It's a third of the way into the season, which is so sad. crazy. So sad. It's going so 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 fast. Um, so fast. It's our first game that both of us won't be at. So it should that's be true. That is true. All right. All right. That's all I got. That's all is I got as well. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.